Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is Peter's Denial and Second Chances. Now, here's Gustavo Ortega. When, when Bill asked me, hey Gus, could you give a short message, a short, a short service? I said, sure, Bill, I will. If it is 1 p.m. and I haven't finished, I cut it short. He went like this, just like you guys. Oh, no, no. We won't be here until 1, that's for sure. Okay. Before we start, I need to make a disclaimer. Uh-huh. It's found in Romans 3.21, and it says like this. For all we, for we all have sinned, we all fall short of God's glory. So, because I'm going to ask you to write your name twice. So I don't want to pick on you, but according to the Bible, we all fall short of the glory of God. Okay? So, compromise. Compromise starts with a series of steps down. I have known people, very good Christians, that, you know, they've been most of, the, most of their life Christians, and they feel so assured of themselves that they're never going to fall, and you know what happened. The rest is history, you know. They're so self-assured that they fall in the most blatant sin, you know, so... I think it's because they lower their guard. You know, I believe what happened to Peter the day that he denied our Lord Jesus Christ, it didn't happen immediately. I think he took some steps for him leading to his denial. And that's what we're going to see today. And not to pile up on poor Peter, because Bill preached last two sermons on Peter. But it just happened that my sermon is about Peter too, okay? So, um, let's start here. Peter, Denial, and a Second Chance. That's the title of the sermon. And I believe that a series of steps led to Peter's denial of Christ. Now, will you see the name of Peter? Please, 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 write your name there. Put Gustavo, put Bill, put, put your name. Because we all fall short of God's glory. Okay? Not to pick on you, but we'll see at the end. You know? So, oops. Okay? So, and the month of olives that day, that night, Jesus told Peter, Tonight, all you will desert me. And the first reaction for Peter says, Even if everyone else desert you, I will never will. Okay, that was the first reaction. He was so assured of himself. Okay, I believe that the first step for Peter, Peter denials was self-confidence, being prideful about it. 
What does the Bible tell us about pride? Okay, well, first, the Lord responds to Peter the second time. He says, no, Peter, after he said that, he says, no, Peter, you will, you will deny me three times. And Peter responds was, please read it with me. No, Peter insisted. No, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. So he was so assured himself. He was prideful. Okay? Then he just blew it there, you know. And, 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 and it's poor, poor Peter. Not to pile up on him. And what did the Bible tell us about pride? The Bible tells that pride goes before destruction and hardiness before a fall. So that was the first step that poor Peter took. He was so prideful. You know, Luke eighteen, fourteen, says, For the proud will be humble, but the humble will be honor. And the Bible is very clear about being prideful. Okay, so here it is, another one. His pride leads to, this, to disgrace, but humility comes wisdom. So the first step that poor Peter took before he denied Christ, he was being prideful. You know, and you know how we are, you know, when we sin, because we all sin. That was my disclaimer. So we all think that we can handle things. Oh, I can handle this. Uh, it won't happen to me. You know, just a. A quick analogy, a silly analogy. My sister Norma is about two years older than I am. And I remember I was probably like eight, and our bikes were down. So we were bugging my dad, hey, dad, dad, fix our bikes. My dad says, no, no, on payday I will. Okay. So payday came, and we, my dad says, okay, let's go to the bike shop to fix your bikes. Okay, it's like a block and a half. You go one block, make a left, and the shop is there half a block on the other one. So, soon enough, they fix their bikes, and my dad says, Okay, go back home, but ride slowly, okay? Don't get crazy. Okay, guess what my sister and I did? We were so assured of ourselves that we are good drivers and so on, then as soon as we turned the corner and we were outside of my dad, we started pedaling as fast as we can. I was winning. <laughs> and my sister clipped my back tire. Boom! Here go both of us. And we, we, we were living in a street that didn't have any asphalt. So we were there and boom! We ate it really good, you know, all scratched and so on. The first thing that we did as a, I guess, a reaction, as an instinct, is... Turn around, see my dad didn't see us, you know. We were all bleeding and so on, and we just get the bikes on it. We start going very slowly. <laughs> so we were so assured of ourselves, then boom, that's what happened. I believe, I believe that the second step that Peter took, it was following Jesus at a distance. You know, after that happened and they took our Lord Jesus, Peter followed 
Jesus at a distance. And, you know, and that happened to us too. You know, when we do something that we shouldn't be doing, we feel guilty. And we try to recluse ourselves, not to associate with anybody else. We feel ashamed. And I believe that Peter was sad that he didn't do what he's supposed to be doing. So he was following our Jesus Lord as a distance. As a distance. And here it is. Meanwhile, Peter was falling far behind. It's found in Matthew. So, you know, how does the Bible describe Satan? The deceiver. A liar, the father, the father of lies. One more. I'm looking for one. The accuser. Okay? The accuser. The accuser is the one that when you, you know, you sin, he's, oh, you hypocrite. You're going to church. You're just a hypocrite. You know, you, you don't, you're not worth it to be there in church. And that's what the, that's what God, that's what the devil wants to do to you, to set you apart, to, to you be alone and not to nurture with other Christians. You know, and, and this is important because Webster defined loner, a person who, prepare, who prefers not to associate with others. That's a loner. And that's what the devil wants for you, to be set apart, not to be with other Christians after you fall. He wants you alone. And that's what Peter was doing. He, he didn't do anything to rescue our Lord Jesus Christ. He was following behind as a distance for our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Guilt causes you to, um, to hide. What happened in the Garden of Eden? Okay, please read it with me here. The Lord called Adam. Where are you? He replied, I heard you, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. So guilt causes us to hide from God. And, and that's what poor Peter did. You know, he was following. And have you ever seen a, a program of nature with the lions? What do the lions prefer? They pray to be alone. You know, they separate them. When we do that, when we are alone, we are an easy target for the enemy. The Bible describes Satan as... Let's read it with me. Be careful. Watch out for attacks from the devil, your great enemy. He prowls around like a bridal lawn. Looking for some victim to devour. So that's the strategy for the devil, just to set you apart. And poor Peter, he was following behind. So I believe, I believe that, you know, and nature is the same thing. 
You know, you see the zebra there or the gazelle, you know, by themselves and the lion attack. So we are easy, easy target, you know, for the devil if we follow Jesus after we've seen from behind. If we isolate, we, we're done, you know. We have to come realize, you know. Ecclesiastics 4.12 says that a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. And that's true. If we are no, you know, and if we realize that we sin and we are set apart, we just don't gonna make it. You know, we have to go back to church, if you will, and and be with 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 people who who understand, you know, what you're going through. Even though a lot of people said, you know, oh, you just a hypocrite. You go to church. Not to pile up on my sister Norma, but she, she's like that, you know. She says, I says, oh, Norma, why don't you go to church? No, no, Goose, there's always, you know, a lot of hypocrites there and so on. And I told my poor sister, well, you know, Norma, there's always room for one more, you know. So you can, <laughs> you can join us, you know. She just went like, what? You know. From that day on, she doesn't say anything more to me about church, you know. So, I mean, there's always one more, you know. There's always room for one more. Okay, he was prideful. He was following Jesus from far, Peter. Peter, third step, I believe that he was sitting with the enemy, hanging on with the wrong crowd. And I don't have to tell you when you hang out with the wrong crowd what's going to happen. Okay? So what does the Bible tell us what Peter did? Okay? Come on, let's read it with me. The guards laid a fire in the courtyard and sat around. And Peter joined them there. So Peter was sitting with the enemy. You know, we... As a Christians, if you know then you have a problem, if you know like you know you like the booze and you go to a bar, what's gonna happen? You sit in with the enemy, you know. You know then you have a problems problems with food and you go to a buffet, what's gonna happen? Or you watch twenty four seven the food channel, you know, what's gonna you're gonna crave for food and you're gonna you know, it's it's not a rocket science, but, you know, you have to use common sense too, you know. When we fall into sin, it's always beginning with a series of steps. And we, we hang around with the wrong people in the wrong places. We are going to end doing the wrong things. And... Look at what the Bible says about that. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. So if you're hanging on with the wrong people, you're going to end like the wrong people. Okay? And what the Bible stresses on that? It says, come and read it with me. I mean, blessed is the man who does not walk in the concert of the wicked, or stands in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. 
wow, you know. So we should be very careful who we associate with. We don't want to follow the steps of poor Peter. Brothers and sisters, friends, if that would be the end of the story of poor Peter, you know, prideful, falling far, the Lord from a distance, and sitting with the wrong crowd, that probably would be, you know, a sad story. A sad, sad story. We serve a merciful God. A God of love. You know, a God that forgives our wrongdoings. And a God of second chances. Believe me, I even got chills, you know. Not really, for, for real. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, man, our God is so awesome that if it would be the end of the story about poor Peter, it would be uh, sad. But look at what the Bible says about second chances here. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from every wrong. Isn't it awesome? Isn't it God awesome? You don't believe me? Look at this one here. And I will forgive the wrongdoings, and I will never again remember their sins. Whoa. Think about what you have done in your life. Then you're not really proud about it. Okay? And he will not remember our sins. That's what he says in this text. And the Bible just talks about forgiveness. Look, once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. So he's no longer going to remember our sins. Okay? The enemy is the one who's going to tell you, but thank God we serve a merciful God. You know, how do you think that Peter was feeling after denying Jesus? Well, when we fall in a walk with God, we may feel in the same way. You know, the same thing that we are, uh, the same thing that Peter is feeling. Now, I don't know if you remember what the Bible says when the angel appeared in Jesus' tomb. What did he say to Mary Magdalene and Mary the, mo- the mother of James and the tomb? He says, But go tell his disciples and whom? Peter. Now you write your name there. Okay. <laughs> Remember I told you that I was going to ask you to write your name twice? Write it there, okay? But go and tell his disciples and Gustavo and Bill or whoever you want to put there, put your name on it, okay? He is going ahead of you into Galilee, okay? Oh, what an awesome God we have. You know, he always is willing to forgive our sins as long as we confess those sins. He's a merciful God. 
And that's awesome. And that's great. Okay. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for being a merciful God and a God of love, Father. Father, we love you and we praise you. We ask you all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.